Welcome to the podcast, Guiding the Perplexed. Today we continue our study of Maimonides' Guide for the Perplexed, or Guide of the Perplexed, and um, today we are about to begin his introduction. Yesterday we just read the letter that he wrote to his student, Rabbi Yosef, who, to whom this book is addressed. Today we are going to read, uh, begin the introduction uh, because every paragraph in this entire book is, has, conveys ideas that are deeply profound and important. Um, the podcasts will generally be short. I'm going to try to stick to one idea per podcast. So it'll take us a long time to get through this book, but it'll give you the opportunity to listen to a podcast absorb the idea, and then move on to the next one. So today, let us begin. <clears throat> and uh, the Rambam begins as follows. The purpose of writing this book is in order to explain what the meanings are of certain terms that are used in the books of the Prophets. Now, some commentary from me. The Rambam is essentially telling us that when we encounter a term or a verse in the Torah, we often don't understand its true meaning. And the source of the perplexion, the source of the difficulty, is because we don't get what the word actually means. Some of these terms, now I'm back to the Rambam, some of the terms that I'm referring are kind of equivocal which means, what that means by equivocal is that people who are ignorant assume that the meaning of the term is only according to one of its possible meanings. So th this first category of terms that the Ramam is calling equivocal means that it has many meanings, but people that are foolish attribute to this word one of its meanings without understanding that in this particular context another meaning would be more appropriate to use. Other terms the Ramam is calling, uh, other terms the Ramam says are called derivative terms. What does that mean that derivative? That means that the words have a meaning and then because they had a meaning the word also means something else which derives from the original meaning. So in the first category, the word means A, B, and C. Here it means A, and therefore it came to also mean B, and therefore it came to also mean C. They're related. It's derivative. The meaning of B is derived from A. However, the fools, who, who I'm writing this book for, hopefully they'll learn not to be fools, attribute when they read the word and it really is trying to convey message C, they only read in it A because of its original meaning. Now all of these things, he lays down the categories, are a little confu confusing, but as the Rambam goes through the book, and we're going to be doing this for weeks or months, um, you'll understand what he means by laying out these categories of terms as he gives examples. This third category, um, the are 
I'm going to use here Kapach's uh, Hebrew word, which he says are doubtful. It's unclear, this third category. Sometimes people think that the word was just used cavalierly without concern. And sometimes people think that the word has many meanings and they pick one of the meanings. So when I say they here, we're still referring to those fools. The fools that don't understand pick a random meaning. And here's commentary from me now, and that is that the reason why this is important is because the Ramam is going to be laying out to us the idea that very often we're perplexed and we feel the conflict and the contradiction between whatever idea it is that we have in our mind and the idea that we think the verse is trying to convey. We, We read the verse and we think, oh, the Torah says this. That doesn't make sense. That can't be. It doesn't fit with what I already know to be true. But the problem is that the word in the Torah that you're reading, you may not be translating it correctly. It may be one of the first category of terms and you're attributing to it the, the uh, definition A while the Torah means definition C, right? Or the second one, you might be attributing definition A while the Torah is using that term to mean definition C, which is derived from A, but it's different. And the third one is a category of words where you just don't, you don't even know or get or understand what, you're just picking a random use of the word while it really has a different meaning entirely. So these are the three categories of words, and as the Rambam analyzes many words, words that lead to conclusions that are perplexing and unusual, he's going to lay out which category those words fall under, and these categories he just laid out will make more sense, but it'll be a while till we get there. Now the Rambam says, the purpose of this book, and I'm continuing to paraphrase the words of the Rambam himself, is not to make it completely understandable, not to explain all of these concepts to those fools or to those beginners who aren't educated or to teach people who have have not um, uh, studied anything except for Torah. In other words, people that only have Torah knowledge without any other knowledge because those people, right? In other words, they've learned the laws, they learned the halachot, I'm not trying to teach those people because they, they are either too foolish, and this is my own commentary, too foolish to understand it, and, or they don't have enough knowledge, enough education to even understand the conflicts and understand how to resolve these conflicts. But rather, the purpose is because I want to teach the Torah properly in its proper sense. I want people to learn the Torah the way it's supposed to be. And therefore, this is written for a person who is a religious person, a person who knows and believes and understands the truth of the Torah, and his belief is part of his very being. And being perfect in his religion, he also went ahead and studied the sciences of philosophy, and he knows what philosophy teaches and what science teaches. And his human intellect has drawn him to the logic and, 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 and understanding and wisdom that philosophy has to contain. So he has both of these aspects. He has studied the Torah and appreciates it and, and has internalized it. But he has also studied philosophy and has internalized it and, and, and appreciates it and lives and his mind lives in that province. 
remember, this is my comment, that the philosophy is, is the world of knowledge and science as the Rambam knew it. Today, we might refer to it philosophy to some degree, but it would also be referred to as science and mathematics and history and even, even cultural knowledge, the knowledge that is out there that is separate from the Torah or seems to be at least separate from the Torah. So this person has, has now become upset and distressed by the external words that he finds in the Torah and the meanings of these terms that are in those three categories, the equivocal, the derivatory, or the doubtful, right? So he, he, he reads these words and he's confused by them, right? Because he understood them either by himself or he understood these verses the way he was taught them in a way that conflicts with the philosophy that he knows. Therefore, he can remain in a state of complete confusion Right? What do I do when I have this conflict? What should I do? One choice is to follow my intellect, follow my brain, follow what I know. And if I do that, I would have to say that whatever the Torah says is not true. That those verses that I read in the way that I've been reading them, that teach the lessons that I thought they were teaching, is obviously not correct. <clears throat> But what, if he has done that, once he does that, the result will be that the person will think, I have just given up on the Torah. I have just thrown, God forbid, the Torah out the window because those verses don't correspond to my intellect. And now I'm going to comment here that this is a, a conundrum that many of us have. I'm just going to use a simple example. Let's say the example of the age of the universe. Because I know in my intellect that the world is billions and billions of years old and so on, when I read the Torah in the way I was taught it, in this simple way, clearly the Torah is, and, and that's the way I'm reading the Torah, clearly the Torah was wrong. And then I throw out the foundation of the Torah and everything that goes with it. That's choice A. Choice B is, no, the Torah is true. The Torah is right. But remember, he's still understanding it in its way, in its very simplistic way that he's been taught it until now. And in this case, what will happen is um, he will uh, accept the Torah as true and he will turn his back on his mind, on his intellect. He will then have to, um, to, to, uh, to, to completely reject his intellect. And the, per the person will perpetually be living in conflict between his intellect and his belief. And his belief will ultimately suffer harm. This is what the Rambam lays out as, um, as the conundrum, as this difficulty that the person has. How do I reconcile it? Either do I follow my intellect or do I follow the Torah? If I follow the intellect, then... then I am giving up on the Torah, and if I follow the Torah, then I am giving up on my intellect. And he'll live in a state of what we would now call cognitive dissonance, where I believe one thing and know another thing. And this will eventually affect his, his intellect and affect his religion. And if person in this kind of state will, and this is the words, I'm going to, the, the words of... Uh, 
of the Shlomo Pines uh, translation, he would not cease to suffer from heartache and great perplexity. So my book is to address this person. How should he deal with this conundrum and with this problem? The Rambam will help us. That's what this book is for. Thank you for studying so far together with me. Looking forward to studying this book and maybe helping deperplex some of the listeners and, and help move us forward in our understanding, in our intellect, and in our religious life. Thank you.